Sean Morgan Report. <laughs> this is the Sean Morgan Report. It's December 9th, and I'm going to show you some posts from the Q community uh, that really has me thinking about the path forward for the president. This is from Rex on socialquadvirum.com. Once you realize that President Trump has already won the war, Trump's public comments make perfect sense. Prediction. Trump will let the process play out to the Supreme Court, expecting that his election victory will be confirmed. That way, Trump wins with the least possible damage to the republic. The next issue will be dealing with the enemy's will to resist. In reality, Obama, Biden, and company are on the ropes and struggling. However, as is always the case, a small rump of fanatics will fight. Expect a final intense period of violence on the streets by Antifa, etc. Strangely enough, I'm not concerned about them. They will be dealt with in short order this time. As for you, stay inside and safe while the feds deal with them. Then there's the fake news. Yes, they will go nuts. But again, their influence is overstated. Have they managed to legitimize a fraud? Did they have any success influencing the vote? No. Without fake news and street thugs, where do the crooks turn to? The courts? No. Remember, if the Supreme Court rules in Trump's favor, the Democratic crime syndicate lose their pathway through their corrupted lower court judges. That's how... That's how important the Supreme Court is. Now, there's always a possibility that the Supreme Court chooses not to defend the Constitution. Trump will then have the option of conceding or declaring martial law. He won't concede, that's for sure. And he won't declare martial law unless forced to. I doubt he will need to. So let's assume that Supreme Court delivers a killer blow in coming days. The winds will then be at Trump's back. There is very little the criminals can do at that point. In the last, their main reservoir of power was their ability to lie and intimidate the population into submission. That is now gone. Their main problem is that the majority of the population is awake. I think they already are. After all, they voted for President Trump, and they will support him in whatever is coming, including the inevitable slew of indictments, sanctions, and liberal tears coming out of this debacle. On that point, keep in mind one thing. Don't expect mass trials and bloodlust revenge. That ain't going to happen. Trump will do what is needed, but with the minimum damage to the republic. But have no fear. He will have his revenge, and it will be biblical. Stay safe, patriots. The coming days will define the republic for centuries. Victory is near. And think, you were there when it happened. So this guy is basically pointing out the Q plan. I mean, this is something the Q has been dropping for a while, which is that uh, – Antifa is going to have organized riots. The military is going to be deployed uh, to put it down. So let's take a look at this other Anon and what they have realized about John Durham. So why did, why did Barr announce that Durham has been appointed special counsel? Why did he make that move before the election, but after announce it after the election? Did we miss an important clue? What is the difference between John Durham, the U.S. Attorney for Connecticut, and John Durham, the special counsel? This is big. It's huge even. When a U.S. Attorney for Connecticut wants to take a criminal case to court, but the case must be filed in some federal court other than in Connecticut because the crime occurred elsewhere, he must refer the case to a different U.S. attorney and have them do the prosecution. As U.S. Attorney for Connecticut, Durham would have no legal authority to prosecute in California or Michigan or Georgia. He would only have authority in Connecticut. But as special counsel, John Durham has whatever legal authority A.G. Barr gives him. And that could include prosecuting anyone in any federal court. Q and Barr are both telling us that Durham is about to make his move. 
So speaking of all of the different things and pathways to victory, this is a great article from UncoverDC.com by Stu, Stu Serverk about the different pathways. And he starts out talking about the different dates, December 8th, the safe harbor deadline, December 14th, electoral college. By this date, the state governors report election results to Congress. December 3rd, uh, January 3rd, the new Congress. January 6th, Congress counts the electoral votes. January 20th, Inauguration Day. And then starts talking about the different pathways. One pathway would be that the state lawsuits succeed. Another pathway is the state legislatures intervene. Another pathway is the Supreme Court bundles the ruling. And that's what we're seeing happening right now with with Texas and all these other states. We're going to get into that next. And then, of course, there's the 12th Amendment option. If the Electoral College cannot cast 270 votes for either Trump or Biden, the 12th Amendment process is initiated. In this process or this scenario, the House of Representatives would vote to elect the president and the Senate would elect the vice president. In the House, each state delegation gets one vote and 26 votes are required to win. In the Senate, each senator gets a vote and 51 votes required to win. Since the Republicans control at least 27 state delegations in the House, uh, and in the 117th Congress, President Trump would be reelected to a second term with a high likelihood that Purdue and or Loeffler will be reelected. The U.S. Senate seat uh, would, would elect Vice President Pence to a second term. So check out this article. It's in my uh, Twitter profile if you want to look for that article. And let's start talking about the, uh, the bundled um, Let's start talking about the different the different uh, pathways and different strategies. This Anon says, I think I'm starting to see the actual strategy now. Rudy brought his case directly to the legislatures to convince them that the election was not only stolen, but that their authority that their authority had been usurped by the executive and judicial branches of their respective states. He presented expert statistical analysis, thousands of sworn affidavits, Dozens of examples of impropriety and cases where the law was straight up broken or subverted. It was never his goal to get a single state to the Supreme Court because one state would not be enough to change the results of the election. And it would take too much time to collect evidence, present it, and adjudicate it all. If the court couldn't overturn the results of the election, then they're not going to see the case because there's no point. The problem is that presenting that evidence to the legislature is pointless unless they're able to convene a special session of Congress to make a ruling on what to do with the electors, something only the governor or two-thirds of the legislature can do. This is why Texas is filing suit along with the rest of the states joining in. They argue that the Constitution was violated and that the executive and judicial branches of each respective state changed the rules of the election without the consent of the legislature, thus altering the result of the election in each state thus altering the result of the entire election. The relief they're demanding is that each legislature convene and make a ruling on their own to decide whether they will accept the results of their elections, which Rudy has already convinced them was stolen. Do you see where this is going yet? Here's a little visual to get you an idea of this, this alliance that is growing. First it was Texas and then Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, South Dakota, Ohio, Kentucky, Alabama, uh, Mississippi, South Carolina, and Florida have all joined in so far. And so this is a civil war. This is a coup d'etat. This is a constitutional crisis, and it can only be solved by the Supreme Court ruling on this. And so that's what we're seeing play out. 
It is not over yet by a, a long shot. Uh, President Trump has multiple pathways to victory. And remember, there are a couple of things that the deep state doesn't have control over. They don't control Trump. They don't control the military. They don't control the Supreme Court. These are the Trump cards that Trump holds. And it's going to all play out here in December and January. Trump's going to be declared the victor. And I want you to be aware that that's when there can be some violence in the streets. And Perhaps the military is going to be deployed to tamp that down. That would also be an ideal time for for indictment, sealed indictments to be unsealed and for arrests to occur as well. So December and January, this is the go time for these types of operations. And we can look forward to four more years of making America great again. Keep your spirits up, patriots. We have lots of ways to win, and it's looking good to me.